0: Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast.
1: Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in
0: between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible, and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business?
1: We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work, and that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and
0: business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Did you know that the average person
1: has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day? And that 80% of those thoughts were negative, and 95% were exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the day before. And as a working mom, I can only imagine how many more thoughts we have than the average person. These numbers mean that your brain is focusing on a very particular set of thoughts that are running as constant background, and they affect your decisions, your mood, and even your performance each day. Today, we are talking exactly how you can take back your strongest thoughts and use them to drive amazing results in your home and business.
0: Yeah, that's right, Veronica. But first up, I want to welcome you to join us over in our growing private community, The Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with Veronica and I. But we also want you to connect with each other. We want you to connect with more driven business and family-minded women. So hop on over to the link in the show notes to join us and check out the resources that we have for you over there. And don't forget to invite your business bestie.
1: You move in the direction of your strongest thoughts, and it's time to take back control of these thoughts to find the joy in business and in motherhood. So Casey, what does that mean to you?
0: Well, it's. I thought a lot about when we sort of were brainstorming ideas and things that we really wanted to share um, with the audience, things that we thought would be helpful. And one of the things that I've been working on a lot in the last year is word choice. And a coach really <laughs> has been pointing out to me a lot about word choice, one of my coaches. Um, and words are really powerful, right? So it's important as moms specifically, but as business owners as well, but as as moms, when you're setting the example for your little ones, your words mean a lot and they may not mean the same thing to you that they mean to your kids. So mm-hmm. getting curious on like, why do I choose to say, um, you know, this over that. It's like it's in asking yourself, why you cho- like, why you automatically say, um, you know, if, for instance, I know someone, this is going to sound stupid, but I know someone who says a lot. Um, Well, of course that happened to me. I'm just a shit magnet. And I'm like, <laughs> well, it seems like because you're saying that you're drawing bad things. Do you know what I mean? Like, so those mm-hmm. words are creating your reality. Like you're setting yourself up for whatever you're, um, thinking most about, and then subsequently speaking most about, right. So Mm -hmm. I like to think about, you know, when bad things happen, for instance, looking for that growth edge, like, where is, where is the gift in this, in this thing that has happened? You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I actually was someone who did the same thing. I would say, oh, I was so dumb or that was so dumb of me the dumb was like a really big word and actually even like up up until earlier this year actually someone pointed out to me and was like you say that a lot and I was like oh I guess I do and 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 I always think it's so funny when you do that because I have a program where acknowledge is the first step like can't change something you don't know about and so when she pointed that out to me I like you get there's like phases right you get to this point where you're like Oh, you're right. I do say that a lot. And then you start catching yourself saying it. And then you can finally change it. And so yeah, I, I think that's good stuff.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and this that example is exactly one of my children um will say that about themselves a lot when they're not good at something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm just dumb that I couldn't figure that out. Or oh, I'm just bad at math. And it's like, but you're just deciding that you're not good at that, or you're saying those words about yourself, but you know, evidence would show that that's not true because you've passed every math class or you can kick the soccer ball, you know, in the right direction 80% of the time. So the evidence, and that's actually a good point, like asking yourself when you're saying certain things, right, when you're thinking a thought uh, about yourself or about others um, and you're, or you're saying something, you know, you could, that's one of the questions when I say get curious, that one of the first questions is, you know, is it true? Is this thing that I'm saying true? You know, like it's one thing to joke around and you know, you're cutting up and you're saying, oh my God, you're so dumb. You said whatever, like on occasion, it's one thing, but it's another thing when you're saying negative things about yourself or someone in a pretty consistent manner because that begins to lay that track in your brain. Your brain likes to do the same thing over and over. So when you like kind of lay that track, it becomes a thought on repeat and if mm-hmm. you know 500 of those 60,000 thoughts in your head a day are that you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or you're not whatever it it changes all of the decisions that you make in a day and the actions that you choose to take whether that's as a parent as a business owner as a partner um and so these things are really important to to get mm-hmm. curious in that way yeah
1: and I would even argue, I know you said like there's, you know, it's one thing to joke about it, but I was actually reading a book that talked about like the input and output of the body and how sometimes even like, even when you are joking, it's important because what we say might come across as a joke, but our bodies interpret data just kind of like you said, in the same way, regardless of like our intention. Um, and so that kind of took me back too. That's something I'm learning of just like really being t- like being mindful of all the words you say. Um, You can obviously have fun. Like I'm a very humorous person and I used to be very (laughs) sarcastic. I'm working on that. (laughs) Um, And just realizing that if you take out the intention behind it and just listen to it exactly like you said, like objectively for what it is, it's like, is that true? Do I really need to say that? Um, And so it really just kind of gives yourself like this accountability to focus on. Um, And I'm speaking to myself as well, because I have, I'm still working through some phrases and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah, same girl, Um, same. (laughs) But yes, it just was really, I literally read that like two days ago of like, wow, like everything you say, your body is interpreting it and storing it as like fact. And you have to distinguish between what truly is fact and, you know, what you're just saying. Cause like I said, the body can't tell the difference.
0: Yeah. And I love that because that's one of those things that, you know, they say fake it till you make it. Well, the, the hmm. science behind that really is that your brain is like a computer. Your computer doesn't know if the inputs that you're putting into the program are true or not true. It just knows what you give it. And your brain is that way as well. It is not necessarily interpreting everything that goes through. Like, you know, there's a, that, that you can get in the weeds on consciousness and all of the, you know, you interpreting right. and all the things, but. Essentially, if when you are really looking at it in an elemental way, like your brain believes what you tell it. So, if you, you know, that's where people talk about manifesting. You know, like if you are like if you want to manifest something, like you have to really believe. You have to begin to tell yourself. But the process starts when you really aren't sure yet, and you're telling yourself something that you really want to be true. And maybe that's you know, I want to kick this soccer ball uh, into the goal eighty percent of the time and so in making that declaration to yourself all of a sudden you're thinking more about it when you're walking around you're picturing yourself doing it you want to practice more you you know what i'm saying so like just those thoughts begin to create the actions that are going to lead you to the goal it doesn't magically happen it's like they begin to change what you're doing they change your thoughts and they change your behaviors so you know when you're looking at failure i know we we that word is kind of like a tricky word to me. The failure can be like such a negative word. Um, and just rounding out this sort of talk on words is like when something is wrong, if you're really thinking, get curious, like, is this an actual failure? Like a, or is this just data that says this worked? This didn't work. I should probably try something else. Um, I like that thing. I thought I was going to hate it. Turns out I like it or wow, that was really terrible. And I never want to do that again. You know, um, Mm -hmm. there are so many eventualities that can come out of what other people may see as a failure. But Mm -hmm. for you is like a huge learning experience. And that's something that I try to explain to my kids and they give me a lot of flack about, but I'm like, man, it's the only way to grow is to do a whole bunch of stuff that you, that turns out badly, you know? Mm -hmm. If everything turned out great, it wouldn't, it would be a number one, a really boring life. And number two, you wouldn't grow as much as I feel like you, you do when you, when things sort of go off track a bit.
1: Yeah. And I I love it because like, there's another layer of it too, of like, you know, whatever, however you get to your end goal, it truly matters what belief is you're running off of. Like that is your background software if you will since we're talking about computers is just like what is the underlying belief and is it can i do this or can i not do this because either way you're right so
0: yeah exactly i forget right who said that somebody that's a famous quote it's like whatever you yeah, think yeah. you can do you can do i don't know something like that i'll have to look that up it was like ford <laughs> it, or something i know i was gonna say is it henry <laughs> ford I, I can't remember the quote but it's but it's true I think So <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever it is it's well, true
1: and exactly exactly it's it's so true um and i also wanted to kind of pivot into from words to thoughts um, because sometimes i feel like we think that because we have poor thoughts we again believe them and think that something's wrong with us um and so i hit on this a lot in just many different aspects of if you interact with me this will probably come up at some point (laughs) but the fact that your negative thoughts are actually protecting you and trying to keep you safe and so I, like I said earlier in this talk, even like acknowledging the problem is the first step, but then you have this, this breakdown method and it's because the default thoughts that are in your mind are there to protect you. And when you realize that's why they're there, it helps you to not feel so on edge about them. Like you don't want to run from them anymore. You don't want to be embarrassed or ashamed or angry with them because you realize that it's just your body's way of interpreting data from before, whether it's true or not. Like we don't have to accept them as true. We do have to accept them as the, the mind and the body trying to protect you from danger. And all you have to do to move forward from that is redefine what danger is. And you can kind of go from there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that because, you know, I think about myself, um, you know, as a teenager, like teenager years are really hard, right? And there's all mm-hmm. kinds of thoughts, there's so many emotions, you don't know what to do with any of them. It's uh and I looking back now as a as a middle-aged woman, I can see, you know, so much of the way that my 20s and 30s panned out was things that I didn't deal with as a teen. And Um, just because I didn't really, I just didn't have the people in my life to help me, uh, shape me and help mentor me through some of that stuff. And, you know, I spent a lot of years feeling like I wasn't enough. And there were about a million and a half stories inside my head about why that was true. Things I was telling myself about, why I wasn't enough for any number of things, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, look good enough in a certain, you know, I my body was whatever, my smarts weren't this or that. and you begin to live and make all these decisions. What I found mm-hmm. was like you know to to make that story true, right? And what I right. found looking back is I cut myself off at the knees all the time. I stopped myself from success all the time, because of the stories I was telling myself, they got in my way. And, you know, they're not true. Like, I'm a good person. I look fine. I act fine. I'm smart (laughs) enough. Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so weird that those thoughts drove decades of my behavior, Mm -hmm. decades, which is like, embarrassing to say, but hopefully somebody Mm -hmm. out there listening kind of gets what I'm saying. And doesn't feel so alone because you can then get in your head around, well shoot, what what's the point now? You know what I mean? Like cuz I'm further mm-hmm. along, like I'm 45 years old, it's like you can get in your head and get in the weeds on um on that. But looking back, I, you know, in the situation I was in, my brain was just trying to protect me. There was just a lot going on. It was like don't do anything risky because <laughs> you you know, bad things might happen. It might not turn out yeah. the way you want. Um, whereas now I can be, I can just look at it and think around, yeah, it might not turn out the way I want, but I'm still going to learn something. It's still going to be great, you know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I think about that a lot when I hear you talking about your thoughts, protecting you. I'm like, I can see that in my own life. If I, you know, when I look back really, um, with that microscope.
1: Yeah. And I think too, Casey, I just want to give you your flowers here because, it, I have met some people who never get there, you know, like, and it's even, and I hear it's even harder, you know, as you get older, because just like you said, it's like, what's the point? Like, I've made it this far with these thoughts. Why would I change them now? And it's like, you are just missing out on so many opportunities to grow and to see life completely differently. And so I think that's really great that, and um, I've gone through something similar. I will say, I I, I feel like my You know, it was a little bit too accelerated, like I had to learn everything all at once (laughs) 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 because, you know, I'm still in my late 20s and and it can relate to everything that you just said. And so I think that the way that we experience this transformation is happens exactly as it should. Um, And I'm sure there are different listeners who can relate to, you know, learning it really quickly. Um, and kind of forcefully (laughs) and you know kind of learning it later along the way I just hope no listener here is listening and thinking that they can't change because that is the biggest thing is like you can always choose to change you can always choose to just like your story like you could have kept that thought process forever but you realize there's a better way and it's not about stopping the thoughts or getting rid of the thoughts you really I mean the law of physics is that you can't get rid of you know, you can, you can change and you can move things around, but you can't get rid of anything. And I feel like we spend so much of our time trying to get rid of these thoughts and and to just like stop them altogether. And that simply just isn't possible. Your brain is literally wired to do these things. You just have to change the outcome and let your brain know that it actually is safe to take risks um, in a, in a calculated and systematic way.
0: Yeah. I think it, one of the little tricks that I use for myself, which, you know, I don't think I've ever shared this one. But it's so funny. I so when something like that pops in, like I put a metaphorical like flashlight on it and I'm like, mm-hmm. isn't that interesting? I say that to myself, isn't that it's interesting like that. that I think I look, you know, fat in these pants? I'm like, hmm, that's fascinating. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but like it actually doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. so interesting. I put this little I like I physically that. like in my mind picture a flashlight on like whatever I'm saying and I'm like, that seems, that's fascinating. Oh, look at that. And look you, at that in the light. Right. You just
1: let yeah. me know. I just realized that I do this thing with my hands. Like I like wave them. Like, wait, what are we doing here? Like, hold on. Like I'm like uncovering the like veil yeah. or whatever. Brushing be, like, the cobwebs off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize I did that until you said that. That is so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's like just one of those like weird little Whatever is like, but it is a tool that you can use in, you know, in anything like, you know, when things are in, and and this can apply to a hundred different things, but when things are in the darkness, it's really hard to see them objectively. It's really hard to do much about things that you're not looking at clearly. And so it's really important to pull all the, you know, stuff out of the corners and say, wait a minute, do I still want to carry this thing? Is this Mm -hmm. something I can set down? Is this something I, you know, need in my life? Is it serving me in some way? And sometimes, you know, the negative circles might be serving you in this, at this point, even if it's not in the best and most healthy way, it might be a thing that you're just like, I can see how I should let this go, but I'm not ready yet. And that's okay too, because that's Mm -hmm. the beginnings. That's the Mm -hmm. sort of that, like, you're getting the ball rolling. You're getting that awareness piece up. You're, you're moving something forward it, it doesn't mean that you have to like throw out all your, you know, baggage immediately. That's not really realistic. So I just want to be clear oh. on that. But it is, it yeah. is like a thing that you can do chip away a little bit over time, um, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking about just thinking about all of that and um, what that means. Like when you're reading, you know, if the listener is like, wants to learn more about this type of stuff, something that you can really look into that you could, that is Googleable is that. Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And the fixed mindset, just as a quick little like, I just and people don't, if people don't know what it means, just means that you were born into this world, way number X, and you're always going to be way number X, and there is no room for growth, and you are made this way. It's, you know, things I hear people say would be, well, that's just my personality, or mm. my family situation was this way. So that's why I'm that way, and so on, um, versus a growth mindset, which says, I am this way, but there is always the potential to change. There is always something to learn. There's always a new, you know, way to grow. And you know, if you really, really believe that all of the time you're growing forever for your whole life, you're 95 years old, you still learn something every day. If you really believe that, every mistake, every failure, whatever label you want to put on it, that might feel negative, is actually bringing you closer to success. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, there's two really profound things I want to highlight there. And one was that, um, you know, you said it's still serving you and bad habits and negative thoughts are serving you. They are created because of either protection or prevention or, you know, like that's why they're there. And so instead of seeing them as like a nuisance, just realize that they are serving a purpose. You just have to decide where you're at in, in the stages of change, you know, of like, is this serving me? And I don't know any other way. Okay, well, I'm just going to have to keep doing this until I find a new way. Or is this serving me? But there's a better way to, you know, serve the same exact need. Um, we all operate out of out of need basis, basically. And yeah. so it, it is serving a need. And just realize that too. I think that's really good. And then the second thing I wanted to say is that I I fell into this when I was younger because I have a background with me. um, And it was that I just... I felt like when I met positive people, they had just been that way their whole life. Like, they just, like, came out the womb, this positive individual, and I was like, well, you just are like that because, you know, you've had it easier. And I did. I grew up in the suburbs. And, well, okay, that's a lie. I moved into the suburbs from a pretty hard situation. And I was just like, well, they they had it easy. So, like, of course, you're more positive. But (laughs) not true at all. (laughs) Um, Because positivity is a muscle and I, and you can strengthen that muscle and build your enthusiasm over time. Um, it's not something you're just going to accidentally fall into or that you're born with or, you know, whatever the heck, if you believe that too, I'm here to tell you today that you just like you go to the gym to lift weights, you have to train your mind to be positive. You're not just going to automatically be that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, and on that note, like that's the whole growth mindset piece, right? Because you're you're tra- you're going to train your mind to do whatever it is that you need it to be better at just like training like i used the soccer example earlier you know if you want to get better at soccer you have to practice soccer <laughs> if you want your brain to do more of you know positive thinking or more um you know growth minded uh creative processes in your business right you have to begin to like direct it in that way you have to begin to Mm -hmm. shift it every time the you know the negative thought comes in or the thing that's not serving you it doesn't always have to be negative it could be maybe it could be positive and not serving you um Mm -hmm. when the thing comes in that's not serving you if you can just nudge it to towards where you want it to go eventually you have to nudge it less often Mm -hmm. and less hard And it begins to just become easier and easier. And someday in the metaphorical future, you don't have to nudge it at all. I mean, (laughs) that's, isn't that always the goal? But I mean, maybe that's when you're 95 years old, but, uh, you know, depending on what your spiritual beliefs are, you know, it could, you, it depends on what, like what your background is in that regard, like what you believe you're here on this earth to do in, in, in your lifetime. And I believe we're here for growth and, um, Spiritual journey, right? So Mm -hmm. here we are. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. You're you're here to um, leave things better than you you found them. So
1: yeah, Yeah, I agree, and I think it's really cool because we have actually pretty different spiritual backgrounds. You know, uh, when you mentioned manifestation, I actually don't do that, but I think that there's still something some Something commonality you can find in that it all matters about your belief. It matters what your belief system is, whether, you know, like me, if it's a faith background or, or if it's a spiritual background, whatever you're at, it all still stems down to your belief. And yeah. that is where you kind of go from there. So,
0: Yeah, and that's, that's really important because your brain again believes what you tell it so
1: mm-hmm.
0: having going back to previous episodes and really understanding what your beliefs and your values are because they're driving everything else and then you can get into these like little mini goals and you know moving right. yourself forward in all of the little ways you know around mm-hmm. your life so um yeah. i think that's really cool
1: yeah
0: um so just to wrap up you know that means that if you can train yourself To see things from a more growth-minded perspective, you'll be more creative in finding solutions to your roadblocks in both life and business. Um, Your brain believes what you tell it, so make sure you're telling it the right story. You're focusing on choosing the right words for what you're trying to communicate, remembering that your brain is trying to protect you, and get into that growth mindset as much as you can. All right, so on to the question of the day. How often... Did you get into trouble at school? A, pretty often. B, not very often. Or C, never. I'll answer first. I got in trouble never because I was so stinking afraid that all of my friends were troublemakers. (laughs) All my friends were in the principal's office. I feel like I was so afraid of that. (laughs) I I don't know why. It was as if the principal's office was like some sort of like dungeon that I was going to go to. I don't think I've ever even been in the principal's office. One time I had to go there because my mom picked me up early too many times from school. And then I went into the principal's office. And my mother like lit into the principal. It was amazing. So I was petrified of the principal. So I had never gotten into trouble.
1: <laughs> wow. I feel like we lived the same exact childhood because one time I... I had car trouble and that was the only time that I got called out. They were like, well, you can't keep, you either got to ride the bus or you got to find a new car is basically what this principal told me. But that was the only time I ever been to the principal's office and I didn't even really do anything. So, uh, same. I actually, as you were telling your story, I was like thinking back, I wouldn't even blow my nose in class because I was too scared that it would give me too much attention. And so the thought of like, everyone knowing that I had to go to the principal's office, I think
0: I would have just died. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Curl into a ball and like roll out of the classroom.
1: (laughs) So I would also say never.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. Well, if you as a listener want to let us know how often you got in trouble in school, jump over into our private community. Um, There will be a post there with the question of the day from this episode. And you can leave us a comment with your funny story, because if you got in trouble pretty often, I want to hear about it because I Mm -hmm. love those stories. Because obviously stuff you got into trouble (laughs) about as a teenager is probably like so stupid as an adult. It's amazing thinking back to the things that we did. So that's it for today. And we'll catch you guys next week. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there.
1: In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives, and you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.